This morning, friends, I begin with a confession, and that is that I am a white-knuckle flyer. I am. I always have been. Airplanes make me a little bit nervous. Uh, On takeoff and landing, I am apt to silently pray the Lord's Prayer to myself. And during times of turbulence, friends or family can tell you that if a hand is nearby, I am apt to grab it and squeeze so hard I cut off the circulation while preparing to meet my maker. Now, I realize that this isn't especially logical. Over the years, I've had many, many friends who are pilots, including my dear friend Bill Lewis, who served as a colonel in the U.S. Air Force. And on several occasions, Bill sat down with me and explained at length, with great patience, that airplanes are designed to withstand tremendous turbulence, and I really do not need to worry about a little wind bringing an airplane down. But I do anyway. So it wasn't uh, particularly great uh, some years ago when my husband, Tripp, and I boarded one of those little commuter planes to go from the big island of Hawaii to the little island of Maui. And the pilot warned us that there was a little wind around Maui, so the landing might be a bit bumpy. He might as well have said, prepare to die, in my book. I looked at my spouse with eyes as big as saucers and mouthed, a bit bumpy. And he said, it will be okay. And then I held on to his hand with a death grip. Well, sure enough, as we came in for a landing, there was way too much wind. And at the last moment, the pilot had to abort the landing, pull up, and come around to try to land again. And friends, I promise you, the wing of that airplane was perpendicular to the ground. People fell into the folks sitting next to them, the drink cart tumped over, and some people on the, on the flight actually screamed. I might have been one of them, I don't know, I think I blacked out from terror. When we finally landed, I think everybody on board felt pretty shaken up, including my spouse, who flies all the time. Who knew that a little wind could be so powerful? Well, friends, truth be told, that's a trick question because the church has always known. After all, it was the Holy Spirit, the very breath of God that came at Pentecost as a rush of violent wind creating and empowering the church for ministry. And it was the Holy Spirit, the very breath of God that descended upon Jesus at his baptism, and that same Holy Spirit bathes us in sacred power when we are baptized. You heard the story. Mark tells us that people are flocking to John the Baptist, who is Jesus' cousin, remember? He's a desert prophet, dressed in traditional desert prophet's garb. If you can imagine, he's got on a camel hair tunic. That had to be itchy, don't you think? And a big leather belt around his waist. People are coming to John because they recognize that there is something off. Something is amiss in their walk with God. And he says that he can do something about it. He can help them make it right. He says, come to me, repent, 
and I will baptize you, and God will wash away your sins. And so they do. They flock to him to be baptized, but he is quick to say that his baptism isn't the be-all and end-all. No, he says, there's one coming after me who is even more powerful than I. I baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And then one day it happens. Jesus comes to John, and he wades into the Jordan River, and John baptizes him there. And as he is coming up out of the water, he sees the heavens torn apart. The Greek word here, friends, literally means ripped, split, sundered. That's power. And the Holy Spirit descends upon him, and he hears these words, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And friends, from that moment, things were never the same. Jesus' baptism ushered in a new era. No longer was Christian baptism only a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. It also imparted the power of the Holy Spirit. Wind power, if you will. The power to live faithfully, to love and serve others in a way that pleases God. You know, I look forward to this Sunday every year in the life of the church. We call it Baptism of the Lord Sunday. It feels right. It feels good. It's early in the year to take a day to remember and to celebrate Jesus' baptism and our own, to remember and celebrate that gift, the power of the Holy Spirit but especially this year, especially today, I'm grateful for it. Because after the events of this week, in which we were reminded yet again of the brokenness of human beings, we were also reminded of the deep, deep need in this world for the church. The church is needed now more than ever. You see, friends, we have a responsibility as the church. We have a responsibility as the church to be ambassadors of Christ's love and hope and peace in this world. And I am afraid that without the power of the Holy Spirit, we could not meet that responsibility. We're not capable on our own, but we are with God. I'm not going to tell you that's easy, to live as a person of hope and peace and love in this world. It is not. I've said that to you before, and I'm sure I will say it to you many times over, as long as we're together, that living as a follower of Jesus, as an ambassador of his hope and love and peace in this world, is not an easy thing. Yet we are compelled to do so you notice in the text that immediately after his baptism, the Spirit chases Jesus out into the wilderness. The same Spirit pushes us out into the world as well. 
to be ambassadors of love and hope and peace in his holy name. But it won't make you popular if you choose by the power of the Holy Spirit to live that way. It will not. It will not make you popular. Believe it or not, there are folks who will find it offensive if you choose to love your neighbor as yourself. There are people who will not understand if you choose to love God more than money. There are people who will not understand if you choose to speak words of love, if you choose to exercise self-control in the face of hate or violence or even despair. Friends, it will not make you popular in this world to be a person who stands up and speaks the truth that all human beings are created by God, beloved by God, are God's children or people of sacred worth. And there are folks who will not like you, who will reject or despise you. If you stand up and say that sexism and racism and all the other isms are wrong, that disparage people and oppress people and hold people down, that degrade other human beings. It is not easy to live as a Christian in this world. And of course we know where they got Jesus. Being a person of love and hope and peace, what cost him his life? It took him to the cross. My friends, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be bold and courageous as an ambassador of love and hope and peace because that same Holy Spirit, that breath of God that ripped open the heavens and declared that Jesus was beloved at his baptism, declared you beloved in yours. You are loved beyond your wildest imagination by the creator of the universe. And that Holy Spirit, that power will follow you and be with you always. For Jesus says he is with us, even unto the ends of the earth. So friends, don't fear. You know, in the last 15, 16 years of my ministry, I've had the privilege of, of baptizing dozens and dozens and dozens of people of all ages. I've lost count now. But every single time I come to this font, you know, it's a, it's a high and holy moment. It's such a sacred thing. It's very emotional for me. And maybe some of you have even noticed that I tend to have a Kleenex in my pocket in my robe on the, on the days that I baptize someone. Because so often I end that ritual with tears in my eyes. But if you have seen that, and you have thought to yourself, well, Holly's just really, really sentimental, you would be wrong. Now the reason I, I find myself sometimes crying in baptism is because it is the time when the church really gets dangerous. You see, baptism, it, 
sets a person on a path that often puts them into conflict with culture and with the powers of this world. Baptism is so dangerous, so radical, because through the power of the Holy Spirit, in that moment, that, that person is sent forth into the world to change it for good and for God. Because it is so radical, so threatening, and so dangerous, maybe that's why some people, as they grow older, flee the church, while others weep when given the opportunity to renew their baptismal vows. Who knew that wind could be so powerful? Trick question. The church has always known. Let's pray together. Most loving God, we give you thanks for the gift of the power of your Holy Spirit through our baptism. Lord, fill us up. Give us boldness and courage now to be ambassadors of your love, hope, and peace in a world that is so full of hatred and violence and despair. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.